Welcome to Subscriptions for Authors. Meet your co-hosts, Michael Evans, sci-fi thriller author of a dozen novels, and Amelia Rose, a semi-romance author that makes six figures per year in subscriptions. Together, we will help you make more money with subscriptions and succeed in the future of publishing. Today, we have an incredible young author from Botswana sharing with us how he's garnered well over 10,000 followers and collectively has gotten millions of views or millions of reads on his posts of serial fiction on Facebook. I know, wild. Someone's actually literally publishing his serial fiction on Facebook and finding success. Now, there's a lot of really interesting things in this podcast, and this is one of our most unique and inspiring interviews yet. First of all, Lynette, who runs the Tales of Lynette Facebook page, where he actually publishes his fiction, is only 18 years old. So he has the award right now of our youngest podcast guest, but he has tons of wisdom, not youngest in wisdom. He's an old soul in the advice that he shares in being consistent, engaging with fans in a way that is safe and good for your mental health, and also shares some of the tactics and strategies he's used to gain an audience on Facebook. To be honest, I am still unsure after listening to it how to fully apply this to my own work, which is actually really exciting. And that's because Lynette comes from a very different background than many writers we've had on the podcast. He's from Africa, writing for a primarily African, specifically Botswanian audience, which I think that's beautiful and amazing to hear how the publishing market works and is evolving in different countries. And we get a really good insight here into how he's actually found an audience for his readers on Facebook. And for me, I walked away this interview with a few things. One. Lynette is awesome, and we're totally rooting for his success because he's an incredible writer and an incredible person. And two, we need to do a better job of highlighting stories of writers making it in very interesting ways with subscriptions. In the end, he talks about doing a WhatsApp subscription group. Yeah, you'll have to wait till the end of the interview to hear about that. But this is subscriptions for authors. You thought Lynette didn't have a subscription? He does on WhatsApp. So this podcast, just the different ideas, the different strategies that he's using is fascinating to me. And I want to do a better job highlighting stories from all over the world, from people who are doing different strategies in different genres. I mean, we do our best, but let me tell you, I know there's a lot more we could do. So if you have a unique story or you know someone with a unique story, with a unique background, and I really don't have any like qualifications for this, just something different. If you've listened to the podcast and listened to all of our episodes and you're like, hmm, they haven't really talked about this yet. I want to talk about it. And I want you to reach out to me so we can talk with you about it because we're not the experts in everything. We're just here having fun conversations with awesome writers. So reach out to us in the description. You'll see the email contact at ream.inc or you can make a post in the Facebook group, which will be linked in the description as subscriptions for authors is the name of the Facebook group. So anyways, we're very committed to this. I'm feeling now like we could have two episodes a week and still have more amazing writers to talk to about subscriptions and the future of publishing. But for our sustainability for the team, we're gonna have to keep it to one episode a week for now, but maybe in the future, maybe I'm just praying, maybe I'm just hoping we can have two episodes a week. That would be that'd be fantastic because I know myself, I have a guest wish list of like 150 people and Lynette is one of the most unique and interesting and wise and ah, oh, this is gonna be awesome. So we're gonna get into this in just one second, but I wanna share one more thing, one more thing, which is that some of the audio is a little fuzzy and there's some echo in the background. We did everything we could to kind of, you know, take that out, but it's very difficult. 
to fully get rid of it. So I apologize in advance, but it still should be easy enough to hear. But I wanted to give you a warning ahead of time. Most of our podcasts have, have good audio quality, but we were quite literally capturing audio from across the world. So it's just a privilege that we even got to talk to on edge. So we're going to get into this podcast right now. Thank you so much for listening. Lynette, this one I'm so excited for because you have one of the more unique success stories I've ever seen of any writer, which is writing serials on Facebook, literally on Facebook, and finding thousands yes. and thousands of readers. I just, it's mind-blowing. And before we even get to that and how you found success on Facebook, I'm curious how your journey started high school. writing serials. Uh, so I started writing on just a... Uh, a notebook, I used a notebook and a pen just to write because I didn't have a computer and, and I would do that and share with my classmates and they would read on my notebook and yeah, the book would just go around in class, people wanting to read something that I wrote and I thought, okay, so how can we make this more accessible? So one of my classmates suggested that I should, I should post on Facebook as a joke because everyone is always on Facebook even in class. In class, people don't focus, they're just on Facebook. So I just thought about it and then I started with my phone actually typing it down, not on Word or anything, just the phone. I started typing chapters down and that was in 2020, I think. Yes, 2020. And after that, when I started, I had no followers. So I had to force my, not force, but tell them, okay, guys, go follow my page. That's what I did. And when they don't do that, I would find a way to take their phone and follow my page. What I did, I started with, okay, there was an audience that loved to read my books and I started with them. And then, of course, there were maybe like 36, 35 people who were readers by then. So I started with them. Obviously, I can't have a page with 35 followers, so that's why I had to improvise. And I got most of my audience from school. I would stand by the gate and give hand out some papers. Go follow my page. Wow. My page. Yeah, stuff like that. So people uh-huh. went on to do that. The courage it takes to in the real world with your fellow classmates, share your story with them. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. I was like deathly scared in school of showing anyone my writing. You couldn't pay me to show someone my writing. I would have like my fellow classmates horrified of doing that. (laughs) Was there like a reaction from your classmates? Like how were they supportive or I'm just curious because the fear for almost any writer would be that they would not be supportive, right? That they would try and like maybe bully you. I'm just curious how that as was I for said, you as a student, like sharing your work so openly with your friends. classmates that actually loved what I was doing and read my notebooks. So I started with those people and I don't think I even cared what anybody said. I just started with the people who cared and then I would find yeah. a way to, to help to get the phones of the people who didn't care and follow my passion. You have 12,000 followers. So how did you grow from your school to now having, I mean, literally 
like I see every one of your stories has like thousands and thousands of reads like every school, single time you post. And how did that grow? You, you this the share button on Facebook inviting friends. I asked my friends to okay guys, you can invite three K of your friends to like my page. And of course I got a couple hundred followers from that. And then uh, the other thing is actually consistently Facebook spreads the thing to other people. Every first chapter of a new story that I post does well than the rest of the chapters. That's one thing I noticed. Facebook, I think Facebook knows that this is chapter one. <laughs> Insert one. I'm curious for you, like the tales of Lynette, that yeah. that story that you've been working on, has that been what you've been doing since the beginning for the last three years, kind of just building out that world more? And telling different stories in it, or what has been the process I've from actually, a writing standpoint over the last? I've done of several different stories in different worlds. It just separate. Yes, I can just do a whole new genre, or yeah. But I I do multiple genres. I don't just do one story. And uh, what was the question? <laughs> Basically, how have you, over the last couple of years, progressed through these different stories? Have you, has one specific story maybe been something that's like really worked well for you? Do your fans, are they interested in one genre that you write more than another? I'm curious because like your, the Tales of Lynette is like your kind of like brand, right? It's your overall name. It's almost Stephen King, right? The big author name. And underneath that, you have all these different stories you're writing, which is really unique because a lot of times when we talk to authors, it's like, you, you might write in one specific subgenre, or maybe two or three, but you're like out there being really experimental. So I'm curious how that's gone for you. If you found that specific stories or genres work best and maybe why your audience is able to stick with you through all these different stories, because so many authors struggle to get their audience to stick with them. They do have and one, you not one only continue like, doing I, that, but your audience keeps they, growing. They like something paranormal and horror. So when I'm writing a new story, I have to make sure it has those elements. They Got have it. to be scared and okay. something has to be out of this world, like paranormal or something. And uh, the other thing is your stories might be different, but they have to have an element that links them together. I started with, uh, actually what I started with was like historical fantasy, no horror, no nothing. So yeah, that's what I started up with. And uh, it didn't do that. If you just scroll down the page, you're going to see those things. And uh, I started with that and I experimented with different genres. And, yeah, people like being scared on Facebook or something. You just have to experiment with what your readers are going to love. But I ended up deleting so many stories that are so embarrassing. So I can't try. <laughs> I, I once made a, a, a Facebook post like, please don't scroll down and read those things. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> and I deleted a lot of those actually. And uh, write, write, you experiment, after you experiment, you write with similar elements. If they love romance, you have to sprinkle romance in each story. So they are very specific, very demanding, demanding free readers. Yeah. They're going to commend you. Uh, so the other time you were, you contacted me through Facebook messenger, you remember I said it was crowded there. It was packed yeah. with, uh, they are very demanding. It's, they know the times they'll tell you it's already past eight. Where's the next chapter? 
that happens oh. all the time for me too. Yeah. I like I'm like a few minutes late and they're like, oh my gosh, it's okay. Like where's the oh my gosh? I'm curious because you are from Botswana and your readership, are they mainly from Botswana as well? Or do you think that they're I guess Facebook you could reach all over. So where do you think your readers are mainly from? Because you started in your school of people who probably fellow most of my country. readers are actually so where would your Botswana readers be located and in? the other bigger half is in South Africa. Cool. Nigeria, we have Kenya, Malawi, so many countries. Facebook actually tells you this where most of your readers are coming from. You published a book on Amazon and I'm curious in the local market there, are you seeing, are, is there a self-published, a lot of self-published authors going to places like Amazon? Do you have a community of fellow African authors, especially like Botswanian authors who are going after this? I'm curious if you found a writing community, what kind of groups exist and what you've learned from fellow authors who are also doing There's really awesome things for fellow African authors. There's not Amazon that I know of, but there's not a lot because people here don't buy books from online apparently they you know what they say they say Laneige we buy books from in stores that we can walk and grab the book it's accessibility a lot of people can't access the, the internet so that's one struggle and you have to be on the internet to use Amazon and uh, and the shipping is uh, takes so many months just for one book to arrive here and uh, the author groups that I'm in what we mainly do here, the bigger authors, lo local authors, they are self-published. We don't have agents here. We don't have literary agents, don't have things like that. So the only, the publishers here, they are going to demand money from you as a writer. So you bring mm -hmm. your manuscript to them and you have to format it, make it into a PDF ready to print. And they're going to charge you like bucks or something. Yeah. Is it a thousand no, no, US no. dollars or a thousand in local currency? In local currency. Okay. 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 Because a thousand US, I was looking at the conversion. That would be like really a lot of money. It's still though, that's a lot. Wow. If your readers are only really buying books in bookstores and you have to pay publishers a lot of money to even get into bookstores. How has that made it for you able to like, you've written this serial for like years now, you've been writing all these stories, you're, you've built up this audience. How have you been able to keep up with this while you're in school? You're, you have a lot going on. You're not like doing this full time, I don't think at the moment. So how are you able to what do I everything do to be on and time still and write be consistent while doing a lot of things? I actually, some, I actually write uh, 10 chapters ahead i'm actually 10 chapters ahead when i'm posting and uh, if i'm not i'll actually post something smaller i have to uh, like sometimes i just design the books mm. specifically for facebook just for facebook so that's why i, I would have sometimes you just have a, a, a story like? being five chapters long no, but if you take the text and just compare to a normal chapter in a novel, it's way too small. It's smaller, actually. I once used emojis and the text. Some people were like, okay, just 
plain text is boring. We need so we need something a bit fun. So I started adding emojis and emojis and yeah and stuff like that. That that is super interesting. Like the formatting a story specifically for Facebook. That that's really interesting insights. And I can see each of your posts. You get so many comments. And you were talking earlier about DMs being flooded. And I'm curious if are you like trying to interact and still engage with your readers? Are you responding to all those DMs, oh, or is it just like too way much, to too keep much up for with? me to handle? I when I was starting out, I would just wait for those fifteen comments. I'd post and then I'd say, "Okay, oh, somebody commented. Let me just heart that, or let me reply to that." But as time went on, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> annoying fans." But no. <laughs> yeah, lovely fans, lovely fans but, but it can be a lot yeah. I, I actually had to block messaging on facebook because the internet is not that friendly i get mean texts and mean so many mean things about me. even coming to my family like people do threatening me and stuff like that like so many threats I even on WhatsApp, I I just see random people just texting me like, where are they getting my number? What's going on? Yeah, it it could be. So you're famous. Like you, you're actually. Yeah, you're. Fa- this is what famous is. No, I, that's. I'm sorry, but like also. So I that's to, cool. I you're famous. It's hard. All messages on Facebook. So now I can't even see the good texts, the good messages. Yeah. I mean, from a mental health perspective, like how, what is it like to start off literally in your school, handing your stories to people, please, I hope you enjoy this. Come follow me to now having so much people who are interested in reading your stories that people know you, they're aware of your family. That's such a dramatic shift to go through as you're in high school. That is what a the journey. Is actually, how has that been? What have been the highs and the lows of that? Having readers immediate responses to my stories and people just contacting me telling me oh it was wonderful I really loved it this that yeah just the good things and and at school yeah I have some people I I had quite some people a number of people coming up to me and wanting to be my friend or something like that but I'm an introvert and yeah it's you have to look at those things at first yes I thought what these people like me. Actually, they know what they want from me. And I never let, I don't think I let anybody manipulate me. And, and yeah, I've actually managed to, I, I have some author friends and close communities, community, just community, not communities, Good. who actually help me with this. And even my mom manages the page sometimes. Just, I think, I don't think she, she doesn't manage. She just there to stalk my things, just stalking. <laughs> what is my son doing on time? <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the good and this, the bad. Um, I love that. So like right now, I'm, I haven't posted in a while. I, but I just, I did post yesterday. 
So apparently, if you post something that's not a chapter, they are not gonna be as excited. <laughs> the activity is too, is a bit low compared to if I post a chapter. Everybody would be like, yay, he's back. <laughs> so right now, I think I'm gonna be off of Facebook for a few months, maybe just two or just one month. And yeah, it's very important to take time off and just be okay with it. Don't blame yourself and just think you have to post every day. That's not good. Um, I think for my mental health and for everyone out there, it could be addictive sometimes, yes. And sometimes you just don't want to post at all. Just, oh, um, I don't owe these people anything. They, okay, well, they are my friends, so, yeah. It's quite complicated, but yeah. I, I totally relate to everything that you said, especially in the beginning mm -hmm. where you see those initial comments coming in and you're super excited, but then also on the other hand, you have people coming up to you who want to be your friend now, who never wanted to be your friend mm -hmm. before just because you have yeah, some success true. online. And yeah. So. I Honestly, your perspective, like, you're being able to know that taking time off is a good thing and you should do it. It's great. And by the way, I'm disappointed that your recent post, although it makes sense, didn't do as well because I know your recent yeah. post was about, but your book and like showing off the cover and the inside and it's beautiful. I love it. The, it's what, the curse pride. I'll put the link in the comments, everyone. It's, it's so beautiful. And I know I'm going to pick up a copy because for me, it doesn't take multiple weeks to get here because I'm in the States, but speaking about, just your readers supporting you, making a career as an author. I'm curious, like, you've almost had this as a career. You've had so much success in it at such an early stage of your life. Is being a full-time author, like being an author, something that you want? Because I guess you are just about to maybe get out of school, I'm guessing, and maybe think about these things. Is being a full-time author something that you still dream of? Or after experiencing all this on Facebook and the success you've had, you're like, eh, yeah. maybe I want to so try something else. I'm curious I actually, what you say that. I have an interest in traditional publishing and I want, I, I, I'd love to be a hybrid author. Is that the thing? Is that the term? Yeah. 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 Hybrid author. And uh, yeah, I've actually started yes. a yeah. project to, to actually send out to literary agents in the U S and then in the UK. So yeah. <laughs> That's something I've been working on. Yeah, something I've been working on. And uh, yeah. Now I That's have to amazing. go through the, the value of the queries, queries, writing a query letter and <laughs> getting reactions. And yeah, yeah, I'm working on that. Um, it, Part of that makes me sad because I w that means I wouldn't be able to share the things on the books on Facebook with, yeah, with, but yeah, I, I just accept yeah. it because being a full-time author here, I don't think I, there's any full-time author in the country. We're like 2 million people countrywide, 2 million. And a lot of people don't buy books here. They, they don't buy books. Only a few in the city. We only have two cities, by the way, where there's all the nice things, unlimited Wi-Fi, or 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's why even Facebook well, works well for me because uh, you can just read on your phone and Facebook doesn't need the fancy type of Wi-Fi. Is it, does it work that way with you guys? For us, it's, I feel like you could do like cell phone signal with Facebook. I think it's 90% might have access to the internet and 10% don't, which is still a significant portion of the population. There's great storytellers everywhere and you have these awesome stories and you have readers, but there's new challenges in different places in the world. So for me, this is also eye-opening because like you're the first writer we've talked to in Africa. I'm learning in real time about hearing that there's no full-time authors in Botswana. Like, first of all, I want you to be the first one. That's what we want to make you happen for you. But second of all, like it does really make me sad and I don't have any answers for you besides that. It just makes me sad and I want to help and I want to learn more. So it means even more that you're coming on and sharing that side of it because for all of our authors listening, I would guess that 80% of us are in the United States, Australia, UK, places like that, that have greater access to the internet, have a not only a big traditional publishing scene, but also a big indie publishing scene. There's thousands of authors making a living in these countries, which is awesome, but it just shows that this project in indie publishing is far from being done because if you still struggle to make a living from amazing stories, like you already have the hard part figured out, which is writing great books. But the fact that this other part is so hard just because of access to the internet, access to these certain things that it's becoming, you have to now count on tra- traditional publishers in the US and the UK to make it work. I'm, first of all, if anyone's listening and you're a traditional publisher in the US, UK, like contact Lynette, he's awesome. But second of all, man, I, I, I want to make something else happen for you. Really inspiring. And I'm curious about for you as a writer growing up, what books did you read that inspired you to make you become a writer? Like with nothing around, no other authors to look up to in your country, what made you have the courage to go, I'm going to do this. That makes this even more impressive. What it got started you to in do this? Middle this is school. the coolest thing. I didn't know I wanted to be a writer anyway. So my sixth grade teacher was like, you guys, the whole class, you guys suck at writing essays and things like that. So she was like, she gave us big notebooks and she, she told us, I want you guys to go out there and find stories and write them in those books. And that, that's when it, it all started. So I, I just watched TV and listened to some short cartoon. Yeah, cartoons. Yeah. And, I, and then I, tried, I wrote everything as I remembered. I just cartoon episodes. That's what I started with. And I also read, uh, there was a lot of fairy tale books at school, not local books, of course. So there was this, this specific book that had, it was so big. It has so, it has so many, uh, so many stories and like what that one chicken with with chicks, like the hen, no, the hen with the chicks. And then there's this nasty wolf that, that wants to eat the baby chickens. And, and Alice in Wonderland, I, I also found the Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan, yeah, the book, and I loved it. So I wrote those down. I read them, and then I, I 
I closed the book and put it aside and took my notebook and then started writing. And then at school, when, I, when we finally handed the books back to our teacher, I realized that I was, I might have took it a little bit too seriously than she had intended, the, the intended thing. So I had filled up the entire book and my classmates were like, <laughs> so that's how it happened. And I just thought about it. Wow. I really like doing this. Wow. So that's how it happened. A terrible writer, Ben. Writer. <laughs> yeah, that's the moment when you know. That, that teacher was wrong. There was one person in that classroom who could write great essays and write great stories, and it was you. I feel just so inspired just talking to you, and your insights have been just so rich, full of so much wisdom. And I'm curious for your advice for anyone listening that you've learned in your journey being a writer that you would want to share with anyone else who's trying to write online, trying to find an audience, trying to just share their stories with people who enjoy them. What, what would you say I would to that start person with saying that your experience? You can always start, but continuing is a challenge because I think a lot of people don't actually want to see their stories doing well the minute they start sharing them, which is not true. It's going to take some time. Just be consistent and don't just go into it having, having a mind of, oh, I'm going to get lots of followers and lots of readers. Just start off with the passion of writing, what you're doing, and be consistent. And you just be creative. There's so many platforms out there that you can experiment with. I'll be doing paid sort of subscription on using whatsapp and there's some of my readers i told them that i won't be on facebook for a while and some of them were like oh we can't take it you'll be gone for so long and i'm arranging for like a whatsapp group that i'll just maybe share the chapter there that's one thing we're working on so people have to pay for that group to, to be in that group, yeah. So just be creative. Just use what's available to you and find ways to get your content out there. Not, yeah. That's such a great idea. I'm going on hiatus for a bit, but if you want to still get access to my work, I, the, wow, yeah, really cool. I, Lynette, this has been incredible and just oh, an amazing guys. conversation. Thank you so, much. so thank you so much for coming on. And that was it for this episode of the Subscriptions for Authors podcast. I hope you enjoyed, but don't go yet. If you listen to the end, I want to give you a rundown of some of the top insights and top resources that we've created throughout the first half of 2023. Yes, we're halfway through 2023, which is wild. but We've produced a lot of different insights, a lot of different resources to help you start and grow your description as an author and learn more about the publishing industry and how you can succeed in it. So I want to just give a rundown of what we published between Jan 1 of 2023 and now, given that it's 20, whoa, July of 2023. Wow, time flies. So the biggest thing that I recommend checking out, if you haven't watched it yet, 
is the subscriptions for Authors Summit. It's totally free. There's a playlist on YouTube. I'll link it in the description. It's 12 different sessions that recorded from our first ever conference. It was a virtual summit. We had literally hundreds of you attend. It was crazy. 900 of you signed up. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. And it, it actually went very well because you all are amazing. But it was stressful, but it was fun. It was really fun. So if you want to get all the amazing insights, you know, I really recommend starting with Christopher Hopper did just a fantastic job in his keynote. So that's a great one. We had Amelia Rose, of course, and she gave such an incredible rundown of how she does subscriptions in her business to make six figures a year. We had Kate Webster. We had Britt Andrews. We had Michael Chaffield. It was just kind of a stacked lineup. And that is because all the incredible authors who spent their time giving back to this community, which I couldn't be more grateful for. So I recommend checking that out. The next thing is we've done a few blogs that I think are really fascinating. And I haven't written any official nonfiction books this year. Well, technically, we release subscriptions for authors, which if you want to get the subscriptions for authors book for free, you can sign up for our mailing list at subscriptionsforauthors.com and we'll send you the ebook completely for free and also the audiobook for free as well. But, but we also have released some other blogs, kind of experimenting with some really interesting ideas about the future of publishing. And we did a three-part series on community. It's about 40 pages in total. So they're beefy, but they're really insightful. And I do recommend reading those if you want to really change how you think about publishing. KU versus Wides of False Debate is also another very popular blog that we published this year, actually just recently in June. So I, those are the things I recommend checking out on the blog side of things. For the podcast, we've published like 12 or 13 podcasts this year. Actually, I feel like it's more than that. We've published quite a few podcasts. It might be closer to 20. I lose track because there's so much things we're doing at once. But I do recommend looking at the top 500 fiction authors and subscriptions podcast. That was a solo episode where I kind of broke down some trends in the broader list and also shared some real lessons behind the mental health of being a writer. So I really do recommend checking that one out. And part of that is also a report that we developed all about helping you see other fiction authors exceeding in subscriptions, their genres, their member count, so that you can get inspiration from their tiers and their pages and how they've built their subscriptions. So we index that, a list of 500 people. That'll also be linked in the description. Then, I know, there's more, there's more. The account subscription pricing calculator. I'll link that in the description. That really helps you know how much you should be kind of charging your subscription and ensuring that it's profitable when you count in things like payment processing fees. When you count in things like software fees for the platform you're using or the plugins you're using. And when you count in fees, like I have to ship a signed book if that's what you're doing for a tier. So we put a, together a calculator that can help you work through that. And again, all this is like completely for free, completely for free. So I know, and all this was developed this year. We've been very, very busy. Then on top of all this, I also recommend checking out our latest fireside chats. We do monthly webinars to help people grow subscriptions. And actually, if you're listening to this when it's released, on July 7th, we have a live one going on with Joan Raymond about imposter syndrome. But every month we put these together. We've done one with Elana Albertson, the number two author on Radish. We've done one about tier awards. We've done one about subscription pricing. And we've done one all about starting your subscription. So 
we've had a lot this year that we produced, a lot of really fun stuff, and they're all going to be linked in the description, a whole playlist where you can check out all those different webinars. So there's, again, a lot of, a lot of different content, a lot of things we've done to try and help you be successful. And the last thing that we did that I thought was really useful is this is all overwhelming. I just overwhelmed you. I'm sorry. But to get you started much simply and to get you off on the right track of just learning about subscriptions, if you're listening to this and you're like, I still feel like I need to learn and feel like, what are subscriptions? How can I do this successfully? If you want the foundations delivered to you in 15 or 20 minute read, I recommend checking out the 12 days of subscriptions for authors. It's an exercise we did in the Facebook group that we've compiled into a blog post, which I'll link down in the description. And we did that basically June, late May into June. And it's a really fun time. Links to a ton of great curated resources about learning and subscriptions and gives you really, with all the foundations of the different things you need to think about subscriptions, the two or three minute overview of it. So that's a great place to start. And that's why I'm gonna end this content recommendation segment with that. If you're like, I don't know where to start, Michael just said a lot of different things, start with the 12 days of subscriptions and then you could check out all the other links from there. I hope this was helpful. We have spent a lot of time creating the best possible content on subscriptions. And to be frank, it's a very small team of us. It's just me and Amelia and Sean. And together we run not only this, but we also run Ream, which is a subscription platform by fiction authors. Amelia is a full-time author and I'm also a college student. So we have a lot going on and we still really tried to do everything we can to get the best resources out for y'all. But it's just the beginning for us. You know, I constantly am looking for new ways that we can deliver insights to y'all, new reports we can develop, new data we can share. So I want to hear from y'all on things that you would like us to develop, on things that you think would be great for the second half of 2023. Because we do have some plans, of course. We're going to be continuing the podcasts, the fireside chats, the blogs. And we do have some other special projects planned, but we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you on what you want because we will invest in making that happen. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this podcast was inspiring. A huge thank you to Lynch for coming on. And we'll definitely see you all soon. Just a matter of how soon. If you're in the Facebook group, you'll probably see me really soon because I usually make posts in there about subscription success videos and random musings of the week. If you're on our mailing list, you'll see us probably in a couple of days when we send out a new blog. And if you just listen to the podcast, you'll see us next week. But in the meantime, thank you again for all your support. Thank you for inspiring us to create things that can help you and help all of us as a community grow our subscriptions and take the next step forward in succeeding in the future of publishing. I'll see y'all soon. And in the meantime, don't forget, storytellers rule the world. Oh, <laughs> oh,